There's Paul Tracy exiting the back of the Team Cool Green pits. Barry Green is his car owner. That is not the guy you want to be having an altercation with is the guy that writes your check and does the hiring and firing. Paul clearly upset there. And Barry Green no less so. And now for Dinner with Racers, presented by Continental Tire. With your hosts, Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Placeholder Radio. Welcome to uh, Dinner with Racers. This is an international edition. It is. I'm Sean Heckman. I'm Ryan Eversley. And uh, this is another one of them extended podcasts based on the video series because, hey, Ryan, we got some TV episodes We got that TV show, don't we, Sean? We do. So if you go to, uh, we do the whole Google Motor Trend thing, just go to YouTube.com forward slash Motor Trend Watch. Uh, and, and you can see all of our new Dinner with Racers episodes that are up there right now. Uh, uh, the first two are called Dinners with Paul Tracy, and it is, guess what it's about, Ryan? It's uh, a deep dive into Elio Castroneves' lifelong <laughs> venture through motorsports. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, we, uh, rather than doing a traditional documentary, we decided just to have a series of dinners with Paul Tracy and people closest to Paul Tracy, just to get to know the, the racer and the sort of uh, dynamic figure that you know through TV and social media and just sort of see what makes him tick. And we figured the best way to do that was to just have an extended series of dinners. So these are podcasts featuring stuff that we couldn't necessarily put in the TV show for time or other reasons. And uh, this is an international one, Ryan. Yeah. So we were racing at Watkins Glen last year. You were helping the Magnus racing team. I was racing for Honda, LA Honda World. And uh, we thought, why don't we try to add in a little stop up to the, the great north our friends in Canada. So we reached out to Paul about getting a hold of his mom, and then we met his sister as well. And we traveled across the border with all of our gear to go film a lunch. Yep. And then we traveled right back across the border with all of our gear. All of our gear came back with us. Thankfully. We are, we are on top of our game. And we were yelled at by a border crossing guard. By an American customs <laughs> official who screamed at us about a stop about sign a stop that, that we didn't run. We don't even know if it exists. Yeah, but he was like just trying to not throw us off. Yeah. But I will say, no, and I, the Canadian-American side, no one tried to rip us off of $2,500. Yeah, it was a lot different so, than Mexico, which was also a part of this episode. Well, a different episode. <laughs> part yeah, of our right. TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. But anyway, so we went to uh, Pickering, Ontario, Canada, which yeah. is right next to Toronto. Uh, and there was a fantastic, legitimately great restaurant called State in Maine. Yeah. One of the most they were Canadian right they were one of the <laughs> the most accommodating like people yeah like they just made it available to us there was no hassle they just said yeah, yeah set up right over there no problem yes state and Maine was on the way up in Pickering if you're heading from Toronto to Mossport this summer for the races or whenever you hear this stop by check them out they're really great really accommodating I had uh, like the chicken tikka masala <laughs> Which you did I did not yeah. expect to be really good. Yeah, yeah. And since then, we've had fans reach out and ask about it. Like, was that place really good from watching the TV yeah, stuff? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, go back there in a second. And I had a fantastic chicken sandwich. But we met up with Paul Tracy's mother, Vivian, and his sister, Lee. Uh, and they were lovely. Yeah, they were able to kind of give us a little bit more intel. Some of the stories we already heard about Paul were confirmed. And then some of the stories we'd never heard before were kind of opened up to us. So we definitely took something away from that. But also, again, seeing it from another side of somebody in Paul's life. And this specific lunch, I think, actually gives a really good context as to maybe some of uh, Paul's upbringing and 
why he is the way he is. Yeah, as well as the early days of his racing career, how they were able to make it happen, and uh, you know, just some of the intricacies about Paul and his personality that might stem from some of his family members. So, uh, what kind of a tires got us up to that? That'd be uh, the, uh, crossing. the uh, just do the thing. We're out of time. Continental tire cross contact. I'm Ryan Eversley. And I am handing it over to Vivian and Lee Tracy. Take it away. All right, we're going to start in five, four, three, two. So let me have you put those on. Yeah. Yeah, yep. please. There you go. Sorry for the distance. This is it's good okay. TV. So. We can see you. Um, we can hear you. <laughs> she already asked about the slider. Yeah. So you're yeah. a step ahead of Bobby Unser. Yeah, uh, you're yeah. a step ahead of Bobby Unser. This? Yeah. So, uh, so this this guy is a motorized slider. So it literally slides back and forth, and it turns the camera. Oh. So it makes it look like you have a moving shot. Oh, it's uh, our third time. camera guy. It's our basically. third camera. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So it looks like there's somebody like moving the camera around and following us when it's just this. Yeah. Set up by the two of us. But we had done how many hours? So we yeah we sat with Bobby Unser. It had been like three hours, four hours maybe yeah. Yeah. doing this. And he noticed four hours in, like, oh, look at that. Oh, oh. <laughs> he goes, look at that little monkey. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, cool. So we are in Pickering, Ontario, Canada. Yes. And this is not far from where Paul grew up. Um, he actually grew up in Scarborough, which is part of the GTA, Greater Toronto Area. It's probably, what would you say? 20 minutes from 20 minutes from here. Okay. Maybe 15. So, Tony, your husband is originally Irish, uh, but you both immigrated from the UK out to Canada. 1965. And why is that? Uh, he'd been here before. Um, he's actually in the Canadian Army. And because he was in the Army, they gave him Canadian citizenship. And then he went back to England when he'd done his stint in the Canadian Army. And just we met, and he's, I was actually living with my parents at the time and my parents were going to move to Australia. I was in my early 20s. So, you know, I had a choice. I could either go, go with them to Australia or come with them to Canada. And my th- thoughts was, um, I'd maybe go to Canada because it's not so far to get back home if I didn't like it. <laughs> it's a quicker flight back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Long way to Australia. Yeah. And my father gave me some advice before I left. He said, always make sure you have enough money to get back home. Sounds. So. Yeah. 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 Always good advice. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> they could use that now. So, wait, yeah. so was that, if you wanted to move to Canada, was that how you did it If in, in the 1960s? Like you joined the Canadian Army and that just sort of... Um, no, he's just... You know what's so crazy? Can I say something? Sure. So my sisters came. I have older sisters as well, right? Okay. Um, so when they came with my, they came with my dad. This was before my mom was married to my dad. Yeah. And he just brought them here. They showed up at the airport. They got citizenship. No <laughs> forms. No any. No really? nothing. They just got handed citizenship, just like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Long no process ago. whatsoever. Huh. Just they showed up with him and they got citizenship. Just like it is today. Yeah, it's the same now. <laughs> <laughs> So you guys end up moving over here because it's a shorter flight home, but... Well, me was yes. a shorter flight. He was going to come here anyway, okay. regardless. But you, <laughs> de- you decided to join because you were like, this yeah. is closer than Australia. Yeah. Okay. So if you were that one foot out the door, was the, the idea of marriage and a, and a family on your mind already? Yes. Oh, okay. okay. He, he already had 
two children, okay. which is Lee's stepsisters. Mm -hmm. They, um, his first wife died very young, right? So, and the two girls were brought up by his mother, who their grandmother, but they called her mum, okay? Because you yep. know, yeah. Were, and then when my mom and my dad got married and moved here and then Paul was born and I was born, we're two years apart. My sisters at that time were like, what, 19, 20 years old? They were teenagers. Mm -hmm. Still living in England. My parents were starting a business. They ended up coming over here to live. Uh, my sister Deborah met Sam and got married. And, yeah, and my sister Anne lived with us for quite a while and mm -hmm. she babysat me and Paul while <laughs> <There you laughs> yeah. they worked. So yeah. that's kind of yeah. where the roots started to really grow. Yeah. 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 So I, I'd like to learn more about Tony. Yeah. Um, what was, do you know what game is <laughs> in the context of dating? No. Okay. Um, Explain Sean. <laughs> Cause I've got so much <laughs> right, of it. Right. Yeah. Game is a, uh, uh, a man's ability to speak to a woman and, and get her to, and, and persuade her. Yeah. So what, uh, what was Tony's game with you? How persuasive was he? Was he charming? Yeah. Yeah. Back then, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much anymore. <laughs> it's been, you know, it's been be. since 1965. It's sure. a long time, mm -hmm. sure. right? Yeah. You know, coming up 60 years. I would never get tired of my spouse. Tell me that uh, after 60 yeah, years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? um, so how did you guys first meet? We actually met at a dance hall in London. I used to go, I had a friend, and her and I used to go to a, a dance hall every Friday night. We would go. And um, she lived quite, quite far from where I lived, so we used to meet there, okay? And one time I went, and for some reason, I can't remember why now, she couldn't come. I think she had to work late, something like that. Anyway, so there I am on my own, and this guy comes up and says, Want to dance? And that was him. That was it. With I've his, never heard this story. Isn't that oh. funny? Isn't that cool? Yeah, yeah. First time I'm hearing this We story. did one of these with my dad because he's a crew chief from racing. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting there like, I didn't know that no. at all. No. Hey, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was, yeah. So he wasn't lacking confidence, it sounds like. No. Just walked right up. Just walked up. Do you want to dance? And I said, why not? Right? Was oh, sitting yeah. there on my own. So if my dad wants to say something to somebody, he's walking right up. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Actually, yeah. to this day, he'll this. still do that. Right. Now, do you do that? No. No. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So was it was it the was it his looks? Was it his confidence? Was it the Irish accent? Maybe it was his looks. It was. I don't think he had an Irish accent because he'd lived in in England for a long time. Right? Okay. Yeah, I mean, they moved to England when he was just well, how old was he? I don't know. Very young. Yeah. Maybe in his it's, teens. It's hard yeah. to tell. But there's 12 of them. Yeah. Yes, right? his mother wow. had 12 children. Yeah, wow. so okay. some of them were born in England. Some of them were born in Ireland. It was during the war right. that, where, when a lot of them were born. So I know that they were moved mm -hmm. right. too also, weren't they? When the bombings were happening and stuff in London, I think they were moved. Yeah. Um, the British government moved some of their citizens, I guess, to Ireland. Mm -hmm. right. And I know that happened as well. I heard that story from him. And how old was Tony Maybe. when that happened? He was a child. Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah. would leave an impact. Mm -hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. 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 So it's a family of two parents and 12 children. Well, back then they lived, they lived on a farm in Ireland. Okay. And they had... Um, a one room house. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was... Maybe it was two rooms. Um, <laughs> Still bad. But there was no electricity. <laughs> they had no yeah. electricity. Right. So wow. when it got dark, 
You went to bed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In a, in Therefore, a, 12 you, children. You could right? use your phone. You, know, right. you could light up and the room being, with a phone, right? And right. being yeah. Catholic. They didn't have phones back then. Christ, you're, <laughs> you're talking about the 1940s. Yeah. Right? I was born in 1930. Yeah. 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 1930. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, so Tony was born in 1930, and it's two parents, 12 children in, a, in an Irish little farmhouse with no electricity. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So some of the stories we've heard later on in life were of uh, Tony taking Paul go-karting with a Rolls-Royce. Yes. And it sounds like he didn't come from a family that had a Rolls-Royce in their future. No, God, no, 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 no. Massive difference. Yeah. Yeah. They were, yeah, they were very poor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When, when, when my dad's, when they were young, hundred percent. Yeah. Do you know anything about Tony's father? He was a painter as well. My grandfather. Your grandfather was a painter. Yeah, he was super strong. He was, uh, he walked to the post office every day, probably until the day before he died. He was really super strong person. Like he, yeah, um, yeah. He reminded me a lot of my dad. He liked to work a lot. He had a garden, a lot of flowers. Mm -hmm. Didn't like cats. um, (laughs) Because they used to poo in his garden. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Fair. Yeah. 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 He was, and I remember there was a story about, um, Remember, he always, it's just so weird because my dad does it now. He's always trying to get ladders to climb to the roof to like do stuff, mm-hmm. you know, clean the eaves troughs or paint or whatever. Right. And, and, now, and he's doing it. that now. He's doing that now. He's trying, trying to. to. You guys are smart enough to say we, we have can't to wrestle him the for the ladders. Yeah. 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 And, um, but he's very much like, I got this. Kind oh, of for guy. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He tries yeah. to walk on the roof with like leather soled <laughs> shoes and stuff, you know. Like, yeah. He's 92 years old now, right? Yeah. So yeah. he just. Yeah. Yeah. And just in his but own world stop. doing this. Yeah, he can't be stopped. No, yeah. he can't stop. Yeah. He can't sit yeah. still for five minutes. Right. How was, how was your grandfather on him as a kid? Well, I think my grandfather was pretty tough on all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's 12 of them. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. that's a lot going on. Yeah. Right. yeah. And I yeah. remember a story that Anne and Deborah told us that when they were living with their grandparents, um, you know, after their mother died, and they were teenagers, right? So sure. they, would, they would go out at night. I don't know what they did. Teenagers. Whatever they did. Teenagers do at night, right? So they would have a uh, curfew, right? The the grandfather would say, you have to be home by 10 o'clock, 9 o'clock, whatever the curfew was, right? So if they were, Deborah tells this story, if they were late coming in, he would be waiting, waiting behind, the, behind the front door with a frying pan in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> and they would get a clout with the frying pan if they were late coming in. Yeah. Sounds like my childhood. He was <laughs> definitely into parallels. corporal punishment, my yeah, grandfather. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And this is how he grew up in the 1940s. Yes. Yeah. I remember my grandfather was always really, really, you know, I always heard stories about right. don't get in trouble with grandpa. Grandpa, yeah, right, you yeah. know, but he was always really nice and really sweet to me. But I'm, he has these, he used to have these big, huge hands, and like the palms of his hands were like almost looked like leather, like right. they were just so shiny and yeah. just so. And I was like, why are his hands like that? And they're like, because he's been slapping everybody <laughs> 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 for his whole life. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> yeah, yeah. catching hands, yeah. Wait, so go ahead. And I just used to think to him, I just always just stare at his hands, like, oh god, I hope I don't ever get in trouble with grandpa. <laughs> Yeah, and he he was famous for starting arguments with people, right? He would that was his Paul's pleasure. grandfather. Yes, was famous was, for starting arguments. That with was people. his joy in life. He would say some outrageous thing. Wait, and and so you're saying would, Paul so Tracy's grandfather liked to start arguments with people? Yeah, S- by yeah. saying something outrageous. He would say something that was a total outrageous lie, mm-hmm. just so mm-hmm. that you would 
start to argue with him. <laughs> so he could start. Well, so he could debate. We're good yeah. here. So, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you call it a debate now. Oh. <laughs> well, Tracy's like, that's adorable. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was famous for that, starting arguments with people. Well, I guess. How uh, is Tony with that? I did, think did, did that my dad's exactly the same. <laughs> of he's getting, he is. Yeah. He's going the same way, right? Yeah. You know, and, and be, because he has, you know, he's lost it a bit. At, right. You know, he comes out with things that are just totally not true. So even more crazy. Right. Whether he believes it or not. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Or he could just be doing his own father <laughs> stunt. Yeah. You know? Sometimes we wonder, I mean, does he really think this or is he just... Just trying to get you going. Yeah. 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 So what you're telling us is it's it's not uncommon for the men in the Tracy family... To start arguments. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just to see if they can get a rise out of people. Yeah. For yes, sure. yeah, precisely. Yeah. yeah. You know, Sean and I were considering coming to Toronto... And we were like, I don't know if we'll have the time, if it, if, but uh, we did, and immediately you're letting us in on the secret to Paul Tracy's social media <laughs> is that he was born this way. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. definitely. Yeah, probably. Right. Yeah. It's in the, now, so does this pass on to, to you, Lee? Mm, no. So, no, you've never been accused of just starting arguments? No. I don't think so. Or just saying crazy things to see what people will respond with. No, definitely not. No, it's okay. not my thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So Sean and I had a had a internal discussion about whether or not we think Paul's uh, social media presence is a way of staying relevant as his career starts to go into the retirement era. But it sounds like even if he was still racing full time and in the height of things, he was still probably pushing the envelope on social media with with fun mm-hmm. posts definitely. that he likes to post. Definitely. I think he would be. Yeah. 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 I think if social media was a thing when my brother was in his 20s, there would have been a problem (laughs) with sponsorship. (laughs) Thank God there wasn't any then. Fair enough. Yeah. Aren't we all so lucky that we didn't grow up with social media, right? Oh, good God. (laughs) I came in in right on the cusp of it and it's like, oh, no. It's a nightmare. Wait. uh, uh, Go ahead. No. Uh, So if, if Grandpa was notorious for waiting behind the door of the frying pan, uh, did this pass on to your father? Like if when no. you were a teenager, like no. if you brought yeah. boys home, there was no. No, no. Well, no, well, no, there was no bringing boys home. But okay. Oh, that was yeah, already yeah, They didn't yeah. really, you know what? My, we, the, my family was so busy with racing too. Right. I mean, it was racing every weekend. Yeah. And that's the same thing with my brother. Like all he did when he was young was race. Right. right? So mm-hmm. he actually played hockey. I don't know if you guys yeah, know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did yeah. play hockey. Yeah, and no. I don't know, did it come down to him having to choose? Yes. That's, That's what he told us. Put it. Yeah. 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 So he had it to It was choose. like there was there was hockey on a Saturday morning or there was go-kart racing on a Saturday morning. You couldn't be in two places at once. So and he had to pick which did he want. Sometimes when I, and I got to the point like when I was young where I just didn't want to go to the track anymore. So I was the younger sister that was always tagging along to the right. track. And you didn't race yourself? No, I spun the go-kart out a few times. <laughs> <laughs> you were good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was good, yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, like when I was a teenager, it, you know, like preteen, and I was old enough to stay on my own or go to a friend's, I would usually do that. I wouldn't really spend a lot of time at the sure. track. But I just remember, like, even when we were young, like kind of feeling bad for Paul because he never got to do anything right. on the right. weekend. Because it was always racing. It was racing. constant yeah. racing, right? Yeah. But and I think he didn't want to. That's all he wanted to do. 
Yeah, I think maybe he must have missed out on some yeah, of it. Yeah, I've know? been I've been racing since I was a kid as well, and there are definitely some some not not necessarily regrets, but things that I'm like I don't know what it would have been like to have these other yeah. these other activities in my life because it was just chasing after that. That was it, yeah. and there, he yeah. never got to participate in like all the you know things that we used to do on the weekend right. and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, so I always felt bad. Sometimes I felt bad, like mm-hmm. you know, f- you're gonna miss this. Yeah, right. You know? right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we. We, we talked to Paul a little bit about this, and I can't remember it, it, if it was motorcycles or cars, but did uh, did Tony race? Motorcycles. Some, motorcycles, that's right. Okay, so I'll ask yeah. it again like I, knew, I remembered exactly. Like Isle of Man TT. Right. So Paul yeah. mentioned that Tony raced motorcycles, but he didn't know a whole lot about how it went and how often it was. Mm, and I don't know. It was way before I met him, okay. so I really don't know too much about that either. Yeah. And uh, I think it was also just like um, a pastime, mm-hmm. you know, like a sport, because, I mean, my dad's been, my dad worked, my dad quit school when he was like eight years old mm-hmm. to work. Yeah. You know, so my dad's like literally worked from he was probably about eight or nine years old until he was what? When did he stop working? Like when he was 80? No, he stopped, we packed up the business in, 2012 is when we when he finally quit and said yeah i've had enough so he literally worked every day until he was like 80 at least (laughs) yeah Yeah, and then once he closed his business and stuff he just found stuff to work on around the house sure yeah you know like he has to like cars he likes to work on old cars this is my dad to a t yeah Yeah. Yeah. exactly old cars is it is it surprising that he became such a hard-working guy because he grew up in the way he did if you're working, if you're growing up on a farmhouse with 12, 12 brothers and sisters, and there's no electricity, I'm guessing you're doing a lot of manual labor as yeah, a kid well to keep that's, the family. That, that's going. why they had a lot of kids back then because they had kids so they could work on the farm. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I think everybody coming out of that generation exactly. is a hard worker. Yeah. like anybody coming off the tail of the depression and the World War II, mm-hmm. those are hard workers. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, like yeah. Paul's Paul's way of putting it was that uh, Tony would bid for jobs that he might not have been capable of doing. Like with the painting work, because he knew if he got the job and he could get it done, it would lead to bigger, better things, even though he wasn't really sure if he could accomplish the goal. Like the CN Tower. Yeah. Canada's Wonderland. Yeah, he did painted Canada's Wonderland. Um, lots of, he did a lot of work at General Motors mm-hmm. out in Oshawa. Mm-hmm. Terminal, right? Terminal 3 at the airport they yeah. did as well. But his generation is of the ilk that you need to... You need to get the job, and oh, you got to yeah. get it done. There is no like, you know, procrastinating and and not going for it. My dad's attitude is like, if you're not up and like gone to work by like eight o'clock in the morning, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah. there's literally something wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah he was uh, in the Guinness Book of Records for the painting the CN Tower. Yeah, right. I actually have some pictures on my phone for oh. highest okay. with no harness. They weren't wearing harnesses. <laughs> Like, what? they legit yeah. were yeah. not wearing harnesses yeah. Yeah. all the way at the top of the CN Tower. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like he was the boss that just sent other people to do it. No, he's no. up there. Yeah, he was, he up, was there. up there himself. He figured he couldn't ask other people to do what he wasn't willing to do himself. Yeah. So. Yeah, we have that picture. I have it, it on my phone. Oh, okay. I have the picture on my phone. I can I'll send definitely it ask to you to send it to yeah. me. Yeah. 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 So, as Paul starts racing go-karts and, and Tony's getting heavily involved in it, Tony starts coming into uh, arguments with certain people in the sport to the point where he gets kicked out of go-kart tracks. Is that correct? Oh, well, you would argue with anybody, right? <laughs> you know, Do you, you know couldn't find anybody to argue with it, argue with a bus stop or a post <laughs> or something. <laughs> do you guys know the story of why he got kicked off of the Whitby go-kart tracks? So Let's hear we, your we account. We do, but we love yeah. hearing it from other people. 
Uh, yeah, so apparently, who was it? Somebody was racing against Paul. The, um, the person who was in second place, father was the flag man. And he black flagged my brother. And I guess the other, ki- the other kid won. Mm-hmm. My dad thought it was a cheating. And he marched up there and punched him in the <laughs> face. And that was it. He got kicked <laughs> out of the trap. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. And does that surprise you knowing your dad? No. <laughs> no. Because when it came to, like, his kids, yeah. it's, he was all, he's all in. You right. know what I mean? Like, that's the one thing about my dad. When it comes to his kids, he's all in. Like, you know, even with Paul's racing, he was all in. Mm-hmm. And I know he was probably devastated when he couldn't go to the track. Yeah. I mean, it must have killed him to not be able to go, right? So when you combine a guy that's already confrontational yeah. with potentially doing something that can get in the way of your kids, it's, that's a bad combination. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Does the term Little League Dad mean anything to you guys? Little League? A Little, little league, league Dad. Oh, no. It's uh, In racing, we say go-kart dads. But basically, a Little League Dad is the dad whose kid's never the problem. It's the coach isn't playing him enough or he doesn't have the right oh, parts okay. or anything yeah. like that. So it's like, no, my kid's awesome. You're not playing him. Uh, Tony seems like he could have easily become one of those Little League Dads that was like, my kid's not the problem. Go-kart's not fast enough. Engine's not good enough. Or you're the flag guy's keeping him back. So if he's already a competitive guy by nature and, and I'm the guy that tells you what I think, uh, does that create a volatile situation for Paul to grow up in while go-karting? I don't know. I, I think, think that if my dad felt like my brother didn't have a fast enough car, he would do everything he could to make sure they got a faster car. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, I really remember my dad pushing my brother really, really hard when it came to racing, like always wanting him, you know what I mean, to win and just, uh, just being that dad, you know, just really pushing him hard like I, it was almost like i think he was like living vicariously through my brother right because you, so, you can go two ways with that that could be just being the living vicariously yeah. which you see with many sports dads whatever yeah. the sport um but you can also see that like if you grew up in a farmhouse of 12 kids with no money to getting one of the biggest accounts in yeah. all of canada that came from a work ethic and you could also argue that he, from a young age, didn't ever want to see Paul be anything other than fully committed to whatever he was doing. I probably, yeah. 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 Did Paul tell you the story about the um, when he was go-karting? And um, they always said, uh, because he would win all the time, right, when he was in the go-karts. And the other people said, oh, well, he, he only wins because his father can afford to buy the most expensive equipment and the best of everything. Mm-hmm. You know. Somebody said that in racing? <laughs> <laughs> So there was, this the point. <laughs> there was this point. There was this other guy that raced, and um, his name, they called him Crazy Tony, right? <laughs> and Crazy, Crazy Tony, yeah. did he tell you this story? Please proceed. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy Tony would always finish dead last, right? Because he had crap equipment. Yeah, and he drove crazy. <laughs> so the one time they were out there, and, and t- Paul's dad said, okay, we'll put Crazy Tony in Paul's cart oh. and we'll put Paul in Crazy Tony's cart, right? And he will start at the back of the pack and in this crap equipment, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So what happened? Yeah. He won. Huh. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> How'd Crazy Tony do? Oh, I can't remember now where yeah. he finished. But, <laughs> that's, that's but that put paid to that theory, right? You yeah. know, he's, he's only winning because he has the best equipment. Sure, so. sure. So if Paul was super competitive in go-karting. How was he just about any other thing? Like, was he the kid that was competitive around the neighborhood with oh neighborhood gosh, friends? Competitive or? with everything. Like, that's his but middle that's name. But that's mostly all he did was go-karts. I mean, you right. know, I don't think he had any other interests. Anything fast. Right. Well, 
you know, because yeah. he used to ride BMX bikes too, yeah. right? So he used to do the BMX bike thing. And then I remember he used to do the mountain bike thing with Tara before they had kids. They used to go mountain biking and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, just, I always remember my brother always doing other things and it's whenever he had a chance, <laughs> you know. Yeah. If you don't mind, let's go back a step. I skateboards. Know. He used to love the skateboards, too. Remember? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Uh, to go back a step, I mean, obviously, Tony raised Isle of Man. He was into it. But was there a definitive moment where Paul really expressed interest in wanting to race? I don't know. Right for me, he was, like, very young. He, You know, they used to go out to the go-kart track in Whitby when he was, like, five, six years old, right? Yeah. And I think it's go, all he knew. Go on the rental carts, and then one day they were out there. It happened to be on a Saturday, and um, there was races occurring, right. right? So they were... But you couldn't go in the race until you were a certain age, I think. I think it was right. maybe eight before you could actually but race. This was, this was all a product of his dad taking him... Yeah. And him going, oh, okay, yeah, that yeah. looks cool. And then okay. when he got a little older, like maybe he was 10, 12, uh, Tony used to work in Oshawa, right? So he had to, at General Motors. So he had to go past where the go-kart track was. So he would take him, leave him, leave there, him there, right? Give yeah. him money to buy lunch and go to work, and then pick him up on the way back. So he would be there all day. So he just kind of leave Paul all day, go yeah. race go karts. And yeah. even when my brother he was knew the people that owned the track, sure, right? Sure. So yeah. they kind of kept an eye on him, and you know. And he used to let him drive the car. Remember, he used to sit him on his lap and let him drive the car. So he would be doing the pedals, and my brother would be sitting on his lap, like literally driving the car. He was young. Yeah. Like how old are we talking? We were young. It was like seven, eight, okay. when he was really yeah. just starting to learn yeah. how to drive. Yeah. yeah, definitely couldn't reach the pedals. Yeah, yeah. Didn't have that co his dad's friend, that police officer, pull him over for that? Isn't that how well, he, he met his that friend at the time? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they were coming Joe. back from the go kart track, and, and Tony had a Jaguar at the time, and Paul was driving it. He was probably I don't know, twelve years old, right? Mm -hmm. Driving this Jaguar down and got pulled over by the cops. Right, and the cop was so amazed that, you know, said they let him off. And then These we were friends, friends with that policeman for quite a while, but I haven't seen him lately. I don't know. Okay, so take racing out of it altogether. How was Paul as a kid? It was okay. I mean, he never <laughs> seemed to get into any too much trouble. It's just, you know. So he was a prankster. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. He was always the cool kid on the street. I mean, like, he got a, a Fiero when he was 16. <laughs> Wait. He did. Yeah, Wait. we didn't hear this. 16-year-old yes. Paul Tracy with a Fiero. Yes. Okay. That was what he got for his 16th birthday, a Fiero. Wow. Yeah. So he was always kind of, the, you know, the cool kid, you know? The race car driver mm -hmm. everybody wanted to be friends right. with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just a go-kart kid. With um, the Fiero. Yep. yep. So uh, on that same token, so he was a prankster, but if... if Grandpa mm -hmm. liked to just sort of stir stuff up, and Tony liked to sort of stir stuff up. Outside of the trip, the Paul we know now, just in like junior high school, high school, would, was he known for just making trouble like that? You know what? By high school and stuff like that, he was so busy. He was really so busy racing. Right. You know what I mean? We didn't go to the same high school. He went to a different high school than me. Sure. But yeah, he was always, you know, I would go to school. He'd come home. He was always racing, hang out with his friends. Right. I, by that, by the time they were teenagers, I don't know what he used to do. Because sure. he, when we were teenagers, like, I was left well, you're, you're And you're two years older, right? Yeah. He's two years older he's than two, me. Excuse me. Yeah, so, you're, two. so Paul is two years older than you. Mm -hmm. Um. 
And I'm sure you're a teenager, which means you want nothing to do with anything your family is doing, which is what teenagers do. Um, So, yeah, when your brother's off doing the, like, stud race driver thing, I'm sure you didn't want less to do with it at the time. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, he was always really popular in the neighborhood, and he just used to do boy things, you know? Like, they used to ride around on BMX bikes and do tricks and... Always really sporty stuff. I always remember my brother doing really sporty stuff. It was like street hockey, BMXs, um, skateboards, anything with wheels. Yeah. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. Everything that lines up with a race car driver. <laughs> yeah. 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 So if, if, if he's out racing all the time and a lot of the family focuses on that, how is this on you? Well, it was okay. I mean, I used to keep myself busy. I used to spend a lot of time with my sisters. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, and they were a bit older, right? My sisters are older, yeah. yeah. So a lot of times when they used to go, uh, but well, by the time my brother was a teenager, my sister Deborah was married. Okay. Yeah, and I used to spend a lot of time with her at her house when they used to go away on the weekends and stuff, and that was fine with me. But at that point, I mean, like even when the Indy Car Hundred used to co- the Indy Race used to come to Toronto, you know, and I used to, I went a few times, but it's like, and everybody's like, "Aren't you going to the race? Aren't you going to the race?" I'm like, "No." Yeah. <laughs> like, no what I want to be there. Like, or why or? are you going? I'm like. Why am I going? Like, I've been watching this my whole life. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So racing for me at that point kind of was like an afterlife. It's just always yeah. been, yeah. it's not exciting. Yeah. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Right. Like, yeah. There's no anomaly to it anymore. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Absolutely. But yeah. And you know, the thing too is when I was young, I was always really proud of my brother. Yeah. I was always really proud to be Paul Tracy's sister. Mm-hmm. Cool. You know what I mean? Oh. Like, yeah, it's always really cool to like tell people, well, Paul Tracy's my brother. Even when you're like a 14 year old who's too <laughs> I cool still for do it. <laughs> <laughs> So one of the things I realized when I first came here, my first time to Canada was in 2001 as a mechanic, and mm-hmm. I, I was shocked at how passionate the race fans are. Mm-hmm. Like, they're really into it. And, like, local papers report on it, and having looked at, like, a lot of the scrapbooks that Paul had, like, I mean, like, article after article, that in, in the States, you wouldn't see that much about junior Formula cars or, like, yeah. local sports car racing. So being Paul Tracy in Canada is like everybody that we've met at this restaurant that mm-hmm. said, oh, what are you here for? And we're like, oh, we're doing, we're doing a piece on Paul Tracy. Oh, man, right on. You know, yeah. whereas like in the States, no one knows who IndyCar drivers are necessarily. So yeah. it's like, oh, OK, you, you know, so it's not surprising that you would be so stoked about being PT's sister because yeah, he's, sure. he's a local hero you know, in Canada. So he's a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, he's a pretty big deal. I mean, and even now, like, even people, even younger, like, mm-hmm. younger people still know who yeah. he is. Oh, yeah. You know, it's not even, like, people from our generation just remember who he is. Like, mm-hmm. even as a retired driver, like, mm-hmm. people in Toronto still know mm-hmm. who he is. Yeah. He's a big part of the city. At what point do you guys as a family realize that this is going to be his career? Like, he is absolutely talented enough and has the, the passion and, the, and the, the drive to make this a full-time career by the time he was 10 <laughs> I think uh, I think okay. his father thought that right from the beginning okay I think my father thought that since before he was born <laughs> <laughs> okay okay no I think he'd been planning this from he was gonna the have birth. a son that was gonna be a sports star yeah race car driver race car driver specific <laughs> yeah okay you identify something that I find interesting, which is Paul in his teenage years, where a normal teenager is using this as their chance to go out and have fun and party and date and do all the things that teenagers do. This was not the case for Paul because he was racing all the time. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I remember that. Yeah. Like, 
Did he go to the school dances? No, Did yeah, he... he used to go to the school dances, and he used oh. to be really, like, but Paul was really popular, you know what I mean? Sure. So, he, yeah, definitely used to go to the school dances. He even used to come to my school dances. We went to different dances. Paul used Wait, to love to no. dance. <laughs> Me and my brother used to break dance. My, my brother, we, okay. yeah, he used to get, like, a cardboard, and we used to spread the cardboard in the basement, and he used to be such a good break dancer. Okay. Yeah, so he weird. was. Weird, he didn't mention that. Yeah. 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 It is yeah. weird. He actually used to be, I don't, I haven't seen my brother dance, I don't know, I went the last time yeah, I seen we my certainly brother. haven't seen it. Well, when he was young, he used to be have quite the hot foot. He was a good dancer, <laughs> and he used to break dance. So, ask him if he remembers that. Well, I remember. Well. Yeah, wait, let, let me go back a step. Um, you're two years apart. Yeah. So when he's say 17, you're 15. Mm-hmm. Wait, is he going to your dances to troll your friends? No. Okay. No. No. I think you know what? I never. <laughs> Paul was never really that much. I mean, like, I don't really remember my brother being that much of like a like a, a playboy when he was a teenager. Yeah. Well, you can you know not I mean? be a playboy and still try and fail. Yeah, maybe he was. Yeah. Right. Let me tell you about me yeah, at right. 17. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe he was. A, yeah. I don't really remember that, though. Okay. I just remember, like, really, uh, maybe one girlfriend before he... The, most serious relationship I remember is really Char when he before he got married and then when he was married but before that I mean he had a few girlfriends here and there but nobody that was you know used to come around a lot so, yeah um, and this this may not be true do you feel like he missed out on anything with his teenage years being so kind of I, framed by racing yeah I think he did for sure you know what I mean there yeah for sure because he there was a lot of things that we used to do that he just couldn't do because he had to go to the track right so and that and I don't mean like important things I just mean like you know like hanging out outside and playing hide and seek you know what I mean and like you know doing stuff like that and just just really just kids hanging around in the neighborhood you know like that kind of stuff yeah so the and so yeah I do I don't know if it affected him as much as it affected me but I just remember always thinking oh I wish Paul could come or Paul's gonna miss this or you know what I mean or whatever. And what so. do you mean it affected you? Not not that it affected me but I just used to feel like oh it, like maybe he wanted to do other things. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I have to interrupt this. He just texted me. I thought it would be like how's it going with my mom? Now Paul Tracy just texted me to say. Halio did me dirty. Who, Haley? Yeah, Halio. Oh. Uh, they had their race on Saturday. Oh, okay. But, yeah. Not, how's my mom and sister? Yeah, right, yeah. Is everything going okay? No, did they no. make it on time? His 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 text is about Halio. Yeah, and him. Wait, so why do you say that you felt worse for him than he did? Well, I don't know if I did. I just remember always, like, just him not being around on the weekends yeah. right and feeling know? like it's a shame that he was missing out yeah. on 17 yeah, year old like stuff sleepover mm -hmm. not even 17 year old stuff i'm talking more like 12 13 14 mm -hmm. year old stuff like at the, by the time he was 17 he was so mature yeah and by the time he was 17 he was like legit a professional race car driver mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah. but I'm, I'm talking about more when we were like 10 11 12 13 and it's just like young kids hanging around the neighborhood you know, like, um, people would come over, is Paul home? No, he's gone to the track. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, kids looking for him in the neighborhood. Where's Paul? Is he at the track? Yeah, he's gone to the track. You know, so just that kind of stuff, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Does he start to let any of the uh, success go to his head? Because as a teenager, it's pretty easy to get proud of yourself for doing basic things. But he's actually beating adults and winning real races and formula cars. 
and getting his name in the paper, and I'm sure they're talking about him on local news. Yeah. I. You know what? If he did, I didn't really notice that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't really notice Tony that. Tony didn't have he's to, like, ne- take him down a peg or two. He's never been, like, like he ne- if he did, it, what he never did at home. Sure. And he never did it with me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even when me and my, my brother were young, like, we used to wrestle and, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Sure. Like, yeah, he's a, my brother is, my, you know what, a lot of people will say that my brother is not a very humble person, but he kind of is. You know what I mean? Like, I remember what, you looked up, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that was, if you really want to know what I just did, it was me, you saying that and me knowing for the reaction side. It's like... No, but I just remember at home, like he was never that kid, like in the house, acting like you know, like his head was swelled up or anything Mm. like that. So I don't ever remember anything like that. But I don't know how he acted with other people outside of the house. But yeah, like he's never been like I'm the star of the house type. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. We know about Tony getting in fights on Paul's behalf, whether Paul asked for it or not, at the cart track. How was Tony on Paul when it came to racing? Well, um, he always wanted him to race. I mean, right. but was he hard on him? I think so. I don't remember. Did you? I don't think he was hard on him. Like he didn't win. He was just. I just used to feel like he was hard on him. Like just always wanting him to do it. Just right. always wanting him to do it. So it I, wasn't so much the results as much as the work ethic behind it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah I remember that. But I don't ever remember my dad getting upset because he didn't win. Right. No, I can't, I mean, you can't win it all, you can't all win the time. All the time. But he mostly won all the time. So <laughs> <laughs> she is a tree. Um, but uh, so it wouldn't be so much if he finished third, but um, if he wasn't out working on the cart, put the yeah. days leading yeah, up the effort it. in. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. And you think that's part of just being a guy that grew up in a family of 12 to becoming the businessman that he was? I think so. And probably just really pushing him because he wanted him to be successful. And it's really competitive, right? You know, and I, and I remember, I actually can remember there being a few times when, you know, my dad would compare. You know, he would compare like, oh, well, um, what's Jacques Villeneuve's son's name? Gio, no, Gio was Gilles the Villeneuve's father. Son. Oh, yeah. Jacques I was like, was I don't son. know. Jacques, yeah. Jacques, Jacques is the son. Yeah. Yeah. So he would use Jacques Villeneuve as a comparison to right. my brother. Because like, they're similar age And stuff like that. Yeah. And then my brother's response to that would always be, well, I'm faster. <laughs> well, I'm faster. <laughs> okay. And from Let that day do, forward, yeah, Paul Tracy and that was, was born. It. And, no yeah. matter who, and no matter who my dad tried to compare, what, what, the comparison, my brother was, uh, the response was always, well, I'm faster. So, you know, maybe he did this better, maybe he did that better, but at the end of the day, I'm faster. My way is working. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. How much did racing, before the kids were born, how much did racing dominate the conversation? Like, could you never get away from it on the radio or TV? No. Really? Yeah, I don't think there was ever any conversation about it, right? Really? So he obviously I mean, I'm it. trying to think back. Before the kids were born, like in the 60s, um, did they have racing on TV? I no, don't ever remember still, watching any. No, no, but there were magazines, newspapers going to races, things like that. That wasn't a part of, of no, your, your sort no. of dating life. We were too busy working, I guess. So it wasn't until Paul was born that all of a sudden racing really became a present. Well, not even, even when he was born. I mean, it wasn't until he was probably... Like I say, five, six years old that they started going to the race, the go-kart track. 
you know, before that he was just a small child. So. And how are you with the first go-kart? Well, yeah. I mean, when they used to race go-karts, the only protection, they had a helmet and a leather jacket and a pair yep. of jeans. Yeah. Yep. Right. That was it. Yeah. Right? yeah. Safety. Yep. Yeah. Safety didn't come into it. <laughs> so safety is one thing. Did Tony ever let on the never-ending growth of cost in motorsports when you guys first got into this? I wasn't too happy with the cost of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because... Surprising. But, uh, the sensible one in the family. Guess I got over it and it just, you know. Got over it or it just wasn't going to stop, so you had to adapt. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No okay. Just after you can't stop it, you know, what can you do? Yeah. So he's got success at a pretty early age in the karting and then in the junior formula ranks. But at what point do you realize, like, oh, he's possibly Formula One material. He's po- going to be, you know, somebody that races Indy cars on the highest level against some of the greatest of all time. I guess we first realized it when he got the ride with Roger Penske. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So. And how in tune were you, yeah. were, were you specifically with some of those negotiations? Because Tony was very involved. I wasn't Paul's involved career. at all. Okay. But, you know. Like, but did he, he wouldn't come home and share stories. This was just sort of what they did and you had your deal. But did, uh, did it was what they did, right? Yeah. Did a name like Roger Penske mean anything to you personally? Like, was that like? Did you well, understand? Yeah, that? I knew who Roger Penske was. Yeah. Um, but I could say all the negotiations and stuff. I had nothing to do with that mm-hmm. at all. So, at what point could he do his own laundry? Does he ever? I don't even know if he ever does, does it he? now. Right. Huh. <laughs> Lisa does the laundry. He's a laundry guy. (laughs) Yeah, because he, you know, he eventually has to move out and and move to Indy and, you know, all these other places without mom and dad around. Uh, So we were were wondering who who was taking care of him at that point if he didn't do his own laundry and he didn't know how to do things like that. I don't know. I mean, you did our laundry. I did the laundry, (laughs) right? I did my laundry until I was 20. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can he cook? I don't know. <laughs> He's never cooked for you? For his own mother? No. I've only mm. ever seen him cook, like, beefaroni and stuff out of a can. <laughs> I don't think he cooks, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I what about cleaning? I don't. Does he clean? I don't think so. I've never I seen him cleaning. I don't ever remember seeing yeah. him cleaning. They have a cleaning lady. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Why they need to clean. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we, we are obsessed with Paul's intake of Diet Coke. Oh, yeah. Oh, I keep yeah. telling him he shouldn't be drinking that stuff. Yeah. He, uh, what would you say the daily intake is cans of, of, of Diet oh, Coke? I've probably... I don't know, three or four cans. Oh, wow. No, we, we heard that many. so bad. No, no, we heard way more than that. He's oh, well, down. maybe he does. I mean, I'm not yeah. with him 24 hours in a day, so I don't yeah. know how, how many cans he drinks. Yeah, we, we, what did you say he got down to? Like, well, he's down yeah, to six cans. Something like that. Yeah, we had a, <laughs> I was just going to say, what, eight to 12? <laughs> we, we asked a friend of his in, in Phoenix how many cans he drinks a day, and the friend said, yeah, something like 10 to 12, and we mentioned that number to Paul, and he kind of went, yeah, maybe. Yeah, no, nah, kind oh, of. Oh, case. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So how would you say uh, Paul's relationship with Lisa has changed Paul? He's nicer. Mm-hmm. He's nicer? <laughs> I think a okay. little bit, yeah. yeah. She's such a sweet. She's so sweet, though. I think she's, she compliments him so well. I love them together. Yeah. I love to see them together. They look so happy. He mm-hmm. just looks so happy when he's with her, you know? Yeah. When did you first hear about her? Um, right away. Okay. Yeah. As soon, yeah. 
Paul's got a new girlfriend. <laughs> so so there's there's guys that date and there's girlfriend guys. Yeah. Paul strikes me as a girlfriend guy. Mm-hmm. Like he, uh, it, it, when we talked to him, I mean, he made it sound like he's not really a guy that has his playboy moments per se. They, it, he's just sort of, he's with a girl and then he's with a girl. And mm-hmm. it seems like Lisa seems to be that fit right now. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. really sweet together. I think they're such a good match. I think, yeah, I think... Um, yeah, I just really like them together. I don't really know what to say. I got to know her really well when I was in Arizona. She seems so genuine and so sweet and just really loves him, you know, for, for him, you know? So, yeah, I like that. You lived with them for a few months in the guest house, correct? I spend yeah. the winter, in, in, but I live in the guest house, right? I don't live in the main house. Right, but them. you're around Paul and Lisa Oh, a lot. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. we go down, we go out for dinner, we go yeah. to the movies or, you know. Have you noticed a change in Paul? Not really, no. Just yeah. we, we did a big dinner with a bunch of his friends. And they really made it sound like Paul's changed a bit with Lisa in the sense that he's going out more. He's doing more of the... Just, just, he's just more of a different... He's more social. Yeah, more to, social. Yeah. Whereas, Definitely would say that. Yeah, yeah, whereas maybe previous relationships were more introverted. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she brings out the best in him. Sure. Like, really. I really do. I really think she brings out the best in him. And he just seems so relaxed, yeah. you know, when he was around her. So when he's around her, so yeah, I think it's a really good fit for him. Do you think there's any making up for lost time from when he was a kid that he couldn't do any of the fun stuff that that other I would you know, hope young so. people do? Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I would hope so. So, what would you say the most common racing story he brings up is? Like, what's the one thing that he'll mention more than anything else? Past regrets or races won or maybe the 2002 Indy 500. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Somehow it's right. a universal answer. Yeah. 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 He still maintains he won and, sure. and he did win. Yep. But he got cheated out of it. I don't really know that much about the racing stuff. I'm not exactly sure what happened at the Indy 500 yeah. other than, I mean, all I know is like he got cheated out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he says he got cheated out of yeah. it, then he got cheated yeah. out yeah. of yeah. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. Danger of racing in general, has that ever played on you at all? I mean, very early on in Paul's Indy Car career, there were some very serious accidents. And obviously, it's, yeah, it's a the dangerous first, sport. Yeah, the race at Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was the first um, IndyCar race that I'd been to. Your very first IndyCar race it, ever? First IndyCar. I mean, I've been to Indy Lights races. Sure, sure. And I'd been to go-karts lots of go-kart yeah, races, right. whatever, whatever. So that was the first. was when he first signed with Roger Penske. And he put him in, in that car on that high-speed oval. When he, and in my opinion, he wasn't really ready for it. And I remember we, went, we were there. And Michigan is a big track, right? So we were sitting way up in the gods. I mean way up there right which were probably the best seats in the house and I remember seeing the crash and of course as soon as there's a crash everybody stands up to see what and and I was so far up I couldn't get down right I was kind of stuck up there right so eventually I when people sat down made my way down so I get down onto the ground level and of course you're on the outside of the track now so I'm, I'm crying, whatever, whatever. And some guy in a, in a go-kart said, come on, I'll take you round. So he took me round and we went round to the infield. And by that time, they were putting Paul in the ambulance and whatever, whatever. And the moral of that story is that from that day on, I never, ever sat in the stands. I always was too down. Far. 
It was too far away, yeah. you know. I was always down. Oh, it wasn't that you didn't want to watch. Pits. It wasn't that you didn't want to watch. It's just if something happens, you want to be able to get right to That's where the right. medical stuff yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. So from that day on, I always just stood in the pits. Yeah. Right? Watching. Was it hard to see him go through a recovery process because he was in the hospital and he, you know, just no, had this huge... he wasn't in the hospital that long. I mean, they took him to the hospital. He mm -hmm. had a broken leg. Yeah, and they, they but he couldn't race leg. for a while. Six weeks later, he was back in the car. Yeah, yeah. Right? Racing. So, and the way I look at people say to me, oh, aren't you afraid? It's so dangerous, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and I say, look, they're all professional race car drivers. They're all sober. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. They're none of them on drugs. They all go in the same way. I said, it's more dangerous driving on the 401 <laughs> yeah. than it is. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and when yes. he's on the 401, he drives like he's oh on the track. Oh, my God. That, yeah. Have you ever, oh. been, have you well, ever we, been in a car with him? We were, we, he, yes, they, they picked us up. They picked yeah. us up from Arizona uh -huh. the last time, him and Lisa. Yeah. And we were driving home on the highway. My mom's in the back. And she, no, me and Lisa were sitting in the back. And my mom was in the front with him. And then she was driving so fast. And my mom kept saying, Paul, would you slow down? And he's like turning to her. He's like, I'm a professional driver. <laughs> That's right. oh, I'm a professional driver. And I'm like, oh, my God. Look at the road. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's like, <laughs> you know, changing lanes. It's a white knuckle drive. It's a white knuckle drive with Paul. So, uh, it really is. What do you think he would say if I asked him how he drove on the street? He's a professional driver. I'm a professional <laughs> driver, I would say. I know what I'm doing. I'm a professional driver. <laughs> I asked him. I just say to him, you ask the cops that, you yeah. know? <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to hazard how many tickets right. he's ever received. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I yeah, I asked him, like, how do you drive on the street? And he was like, no, like, normal. Like, I don't, I'm not, no, I, don't, I don't drive crazy or anything. And I'm like, okay. But that sounds like that's bull. I mean, like, here's an example, right? He's driving you to the airport, yeah. right? So we're on the 101, right? And because there's two of us in the car, we're in the HOV lane. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, if the guy in front of him's not quite going fast enough, it's... Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, he's through. He'll go on the shoulder, probably. Yeah. I wouldn't put that past him. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Yep, yeah, I understood. Yeah, it's awesome. Really understood. We, we just went to the SRX race uh, a few weeks ago. Would it surprise you that... This is the season opener. <clears throat> Would it surprise you that he apologized to the rest of the field before the race even started yes. that he's going to wreck him at some point? Would that surprise no. you? That, that don't surprise me. No. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> well, payback was yet was this past Saturday. He got wrecked twice. Yeah. Right? Yep. Helio spun him round in one of the heats, and then who hit him in the Hunter? Oh, Ryan uh, Hunter maybe. Ray hit yeah. him in the race, yeah. Yeah. put him in the wall. Yeah. So... so I have the people that I don't want to lose to in my head, but I've never thought about it from my mom's perspective. So is there somebody that when they beat him, let's say in an SRX race, that you're like, not that guy. I don't like that. The only guy I don't really like is Helio. <laughs> the others I couldn't, I don't look, couldn't care less about the others. Right? About but I got this thing about Helio. Just, I was so happy when he didn't win the fifth. <laughs> no, correct that. Not the fifth, the fourth. Indy 500. <laughs> right. Where does that stem from? I don't know. Just from 20 years ago. And, you know. So it still stems from 2002. Yeah, sure. Okay. Why isn't Paul on TV anymore? Because of the SRX. 
from competing in SRX? No, well, what happened was, this is the story he told me, yeah. right? When they went to do the contract this year for the, for the um, NBC, right. they said, we don't want you to compete in, in the SRX because it's a competitive network because it's on Some CBS. CBS, right, right. Right? So they said, you know, if you're going to do that, then you can't. So Paul said, well, if, if I give up the SRX, is NBC going to reimburse me? What I'm not making? Well, I'm not making them. Because yeah. apparently he gets paid a certain amount mm-hmm. of money, mm-hmm. to, whether he wins, you know, or anything. Yeah. So they said, no, we're not going to reimburse you. So he said, okay, goodbye. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. He said it was a bit of a pain in the ass anyway, you know, all that traveling every other week and... So yeah, I mean, that's a big, that's a 20-something, 20 26 races a year or whatever, right? With the IndyCar yeah. car in, yeah. Uh, less about, than that, but it's about, more about 16 or 15. 18, 20, right? Yeah. But yeah. it's, you know... Do you think it's... Uh, you had pieces where it was like every three weekends in a row. Sure, yeah. So you yep. were always on the road. I get it. Yeah. Do you think his persona played a role at all in not being back? I don't know. I mean, a lot of fans were disappointed that he wasn't doing it sure. anymore. Sure. So um, I think they need, you know, they need somebody doing the commentary that it's was a little controversial, or else it's boring, right? Yeah. Yeah. There have been people who've made the argument that his on-air controversial statements were fine, mm-hmm. but it was his off-air kind of controversial social media posts or just need to provoke, like apparently the entire Tracy family, <laughs> um, uh, that that was maybe more of the impetus to him, him not returning. Do you guys have any feeling about that? No, I don't think so. I yeah. mean... Yeah. From what he told me, he, just, he didn't want to give up the SRX, mm-hmm. even though he don't have a lot of success in it. Sure. <laughs> you know, I mean, even last year, he never ever won a race, yeah. right? right? But I guess yeah. he just likes doing it. Well, you it's know? fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's also it's such fun. a different discipline from what he's used to. Yeah, yeah, it's a totally different world. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Like, it's like the NASCAR, you know, rubbing and racing and mm-hmm. people hitting each other. Mm-hmm. And it's really more, it's really more like for fun than it is for... Yeah. They think the same way that my grandfather and my dad are climbing ladders at 92. <laughs> Paul is going to be in a race car at 92. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know, you know? about that. Yeah, yeah. If he can get in it, I think he will. Yeah. I mean, it's right. like, how can it not, right? Yeah. And if he has to choose between one job or not racing, like, mm-hmm. why would he say, okay, I'm not going to race? Yeah, sure. I'll go sit at a desk and talk instead. Like I just, right. I don't even think that would be. I don't think no. he would be happy if. So he maybe, yeah. so perhaps beyond money or ego, is simply one option lets me race, one option does not. I would think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think it's. So I think he enjoyed. He kind of enjoyed doing the commentary because, mm-hmm. you know, he would still, even though he wasn't actually doing any driving, he would still go to the track and he would see people he yeah. knew and you know, and he would be still be involved in the racing, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. some. But, you know, when it came down to actually physically racing and yeah. sitting at a desk talking, he, he chose the actual race. Yeah. So. Kind of jumping around a little bit. Um, when we spoke to him a couple of years ago and just a few weeks ago, uh, he mentioned how the, the passing of Dan Weldon was a pretty emotional situation yeah. for him. Yeah. And after that, he took time from the sport. Uh, did that ever come back, come back home? Was that something he ever spoke to you guys about? I know it, it was it contributed to his decision to quit racing because, you know, he had Dan Weldon's tire marks on his helmet, on Paul's helmet, because Dan Weldon went right over him. 
right? Yeah. And if he'd have been if he'd have been sitting six inches higher in the car, it would have took his head off. Oh, on top of yeah. his helmet was a skid mark from yeah. Dan's tyres. That was a pretty horrendous crash he mm. had, right? But like I said before, it's very rare. Mm -hmm. You could see more crashes on the highway than you do, sure. you know, on a racetrack. Yeah. So, and yeah. I think that crash contributed to they changed the safety mm -hmm. because they used to call it uh, a cheese grater, you know, with that the fence. That, yeah. that fencing mm -hmm. that was mm -hmm. just chewed up Dan's car. It just yeah. was horrendous. That was Vegas, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah Vegas. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah I'm just curious if, if that was something that Paul would speak to you guys about because it was such a you know dramatic thing to go well, through, it, but also it made, affected it, him. Yeah, yeah, it did. It made him have second thoughts about carrying on. Yeah. It was. I think even when I remember watching him in the interview on CNN when they were asking him about it, just watching him, like his demeanor and how somber he was, like you could just tell that it. it was really, really affecting him. Because when it comes to like racing and stuff, it's just racing. Yeah, you know, this is racing. This is what it is. But I, when I watched him in that interview, I could really tell just by his whole demeanor, like how much it was weighing on him. Had you ever seen him like that? No, I think no. watching him in that interview was the first time I've ever actually seen him like like that. You know, yeah. Questioning whether or not he wanted to continue. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I think mm -hmm. it really did affect him a lot. Is he a guy that show like if you're going to have a somber moment or a a reflective moment like that is he somebody that'll show that yeah. he's not he's he's somewhere to me it not seems like real. somewhere in between some people show their heart on, on their sleeves some people don't he's this odd in between to me certain things he puts on his sleeves and some, some I think he, that yeah. he needs to feel comfortable enough to do it you know yeah. it depends on who he's with and how comfortable he feels right yeah how well did you get to know uh lisa his wife mm -hmm. from from years ago I didn't know her very well. I only met her a few times. Yeah. yeah. And Wait, and it's the and first Lisa? Yeah, first yeah, Lisa. I only met yeah. her a couple of times in the trailer. Yeah. I didn't really have any huge conversation, so I can't really say that I knew her at all. Yeah, yeah. I knew her. She, she seemed okay to me, but then it was sad what happened to her. Right. She did, did you know about sort of the kind of turmoil she was creating? Yeah, I know um, at one point, yeah, it was it was pretty sad. Yeah, right. the way, way she ended up. So, racing is obviously a incredibly mental sport in terms of needing to be focused and needing to not have distractions and things like that. During that time with with Lisa, uh, obviously that can create a lot of chaos. How much do you think that weighed on Paul? Did you see any changes in him? Um, no, not really. I mean. He had her in rehab a few times, but it didn't, you know, sure. didn't seem to make her give it up. So, right. Did you did you notice any change in his sort of behavior with that, especially when things went really? I bad? didn't really see much of him back then, you know, okay. because they were always down there in the states, and I was up here. And actually, I had a house in Florida that I used to go to in the winter, um, so I really didn't. I saw them occasionally at a race that I would go to, but I didn't see a lot of them. But back in them days, right? Not like and now. I think he really tries to handle those kind of things on his own. Yeah. You know, and like, yeah, yeah he's private. You know, yeah. So yeah, uh, Lisa, his current girlfriend. Yeah. Um, she, a lot, the, the people that are close to him continue to say that 
she has sort of brought out this more social side to him and previous relationships have been much more introverted. Do you think any of that has to do with that chaotic time when he was with his, with, with his wife, Lisa, that, that he didn't want to go back to that? Maybe, yes. It's a long time ago. Because then he had another wife in between as well, right? right? But she was much more introverted and and mellow from everything we've heard. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I guess. I think she really takes the pressure off. I think, you know what I mean? I like, I think a lot of the other women that he was with, they put a lot of pressure on him. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't really know how to describe it. I just think that she's just, she has a really free spirit. And I don't think she's looking for anything other than just to spend time with him and love him and have fun. You know, and not putting pressure of like kids and marriage and all this other stuff. Like, you know what I mean? She just, yeah. And I think just being with her and her being so down to earth and so cool and just, you know what I mean? Just, yeah, just go with the flow. And, you know, I think it's really good for him instead of having all of this other stuff, you know, like just to be in a relationship with someone and be able to have fun, you know, and it's not about all this other stuff, you know? So, yeah. So I think that's nice. And I think also because she didn't really know him before. Like she didn't know. Yeah, right. She didn't know him when he was a race car driver. She's known him since he's been a commentator. Right. So it's a lot different. I think it's I think it's really good. I think they're really great together. People, uh, especially people that are that are successful, they, they can tend to work in two worlds. Either some people need complete structure and control and that's how they're successful. And other people really thrive on chaos and make that chaos into something that's successful. Yeah. So if you're, uh, there's a business term we use, uh, ready, fire, aim. If you, if you ever heard ready? that. Oh, ready, okay. fire, I, aim. I've never heard that expression. But it's a business term where let's say you're trying to get a contract to paint the CN Tower and you don't know how you're going to do it, you're still going to get the contract with no clue how you're going to pull Cut it off. off. Yeah. That's chaos. Uh, was, yeah. was Tony a guy who needed chaos? Um, no, not really, no. I mean, yeah. He would go after contracts, as you say, not yeah. knowing whether he could do it or not, but he ended up doing it okay. Sure, but that didn't put crazy no. strain on you or anything no. like that. Okay. How was, um, and I don't know if you've really dealt with the ins and outs, but when Paul was first with Penske, which is not only the biggest team in racing, but at a very early part in his career, which is a very insecure time for your career, he repeatedly refers to himself as a square peg in a round hole in that team. Did you see any sort of strain yeah. come from that? Um, I know that when they had the, the three drivers, they had Paul, Emerson, and Al Anser Jr. Yeah. I know Al Anser Jr. didn't like him. Sure. He's one of, he was one of the instigators of getting him fired the first time from Penske. Sure. But uh, whether they actually you know, had altercations, I really don't know. Could you describe Paul Tracy in one word? One word? Yeah. Crazy? I was going to say cocky. <laughs> Crazy? Hold on. I don't know. Let's put you two together. Like one word. Hold, yeah. hold on to that, but that was perfect. Yeah. So Ryan's going to ask yeah. you again. Yeah. Could you describe your brother, Paul Tracy, in one word? Definitely cocky. <laughs> Weird. Okay. Yeah. Why is that? He's just... I don't know. He just always has something sarcastic to say or something to, you know, rile things up. And, yeah, so that's what I would say, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Definitely always ready for a challenge. Fastest guy on the track. Yeah. I always say best, dri 
if I could say, if I could describe my brother, I would say he's the best race car driver in the world. <laughs> that's not one word. Oh, well. No, that's more than <laughs> one word. Put it all together. Right? <laughs> <laughs> When I say that he's cocky, I, you know, the vision that comes in my mind is him in Montreal with the mask. <laughs> the luchador mask? Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. And the cape, the Quebec cape, know. and he was running yeah. <laughs> through the thing, yeah. So let's talk about that. So that 2003 and beyond year when he was with Forsyth Racing, Paul referred, uh, was telling us that that was probably his favorite yeah. time because he was just with a team that was comfortable with him. He could be himself. How, what did you think of him during that era? I thought he was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, I thought he was hilarious. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, like, even sometimes some people would say to me, he's like, your brother can be a bit of an asshole sometimes. And I'm like, that's the best part about him, you know? Some people, that's the best. You know, some people, that's the worst part about yeah, them. Yeah, right, But right. some people, that's the best part about them. And with my brother, that's, like, the best part about I, him. I think one of his friends put it at the dinner was, like, he's an asshole, but he's our asshole. Yeah. 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 That that 2003 year, there's a there's a very famous photo of, of you and Paul sort of celebrating that, finally got that championship moment. How was that year for you? Oh, that was a great year, 2003. He won yeah. how many races? A hundred. Six? No. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. Quite a lot. Yeah. 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 It was good. Are you, are you on any social media? Uh, yeah, I go on Facebook and Instagram. I don't actually post a lot of stuff. Sure, I but just, you actually go. I'm just a lurker, <laughs> as they say, right? I just look at what other people have put up, right? Yeah, yeah. What do you think Now of? and again, I might put some small things. Sure. Not sure. a lot, right? Paul sounds like very much like his father and grandfather on social media. Really, poking really the, likes to poke. Don't it. poke the bear. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, would you see posts and go, oh, what are you doing? No, not really. No, just sometimes yeah. I do. <laughs> <laughs> you do? Yeah. <laughs> sometimes I do. <laughs> now, is that because you don't agree <laughs> or you just, you know what he's doing? No, I know what he's doing. You know, yeah. and sometimes I see it and I'm like, really? <laughs> it's like because you know well, better but also yeah. there the, like if you race in a series like srx or you are on a tv show or a, a commentator yeah. any of those things yeah. there are responsibilities involved exactly. and it can upset people that make decisions on your behalf yeah sometimes when i see some of the things that especially when he was doing the commentator i'm like oh my god is serious but he doesn't care he's just <laughs> sure. gonna say he doesn't like he's gonna <clears throat> say what he thinks right? mm -hmm. but but mm -hmm. why do you think he's doing it because he's not dumb he knows better so why do you think he's doing it I think part of the reason why he does it is to get a rise out of people. Yeah. And I think it's also, it's authentic. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, if he curbed that behavior, he wouldn't be who he is. You know what I mean? He would be trying, he would be acting as somebody else. So, you know what I mean? Like, at least you know that his social media, I mean, it's authentically him behind the phone right. it's not some pr people right. or some social media right. management just you know what i mean like you really can follow my brother's social media and kind of like you know you under, he says what he thinks and there's really nothing wrong with that right but but you make it sound like this is a modern version of what his dad would be like at a dinner party yeah <laughs> or his grandfather at a at the dinner party. at a local saloon yeah at a pub yeah pub so yeah. yeah yeah like he is who he is and he doesn't apologize for it and that's great right yeah depends <laughs> <laughs> uh one word from mom uh, well she would, well, okay so her response we have, so we're gonna good. do it again if, 
So if you could describe Paul in one word, what would it be? I said crazy. And why is that? I don't know. He just <laughs> He's just the way he is, right? You know. Yeah. He's definitely a unique character. Yes, unique. He's That's a good word. So, so I'm going to ask you each. Uh, Ryan's going to ask, ask you first individually. Mm-hmm. Um, we did this show. What would you hope to get out of it? Oh, yeah, sure. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. So if, if you watch our show, if you watch this episode in particular about Paul and you don't know anything about him, what would you hope people take away from this episode? No, oh, there's an interesting guy. If they don't know him. Right. So some people don't. I mean, most people here in Canada do, but a lot of people in the States, I guess, don't don't know him, especially now he's retired. So that he's an interesting guy. And they're younger. Right. Yeah. They don't, you know. Does he have to be somebody that everybody likes? I don't yeah. think he wants to be. No, there's, yeah. Nobody, yeah. there's nobody <laughs> that like, everybody well, likes. There you go. Yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll keep it. Separate. Oh, I yeah. got to go. Sorry. I'm very happy. Yeah. We're in Canada. So uh, we'll ask you guys separately. But uh, so. Is he somebody that everybody has to like? No, nobody has to like everybody. Right? I don't like Helio. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's our ending. Well, yes, exactly, <laughs> what I That's exactly what I thought. Okay. Um, so, well, and we'll ask. Go ahead. Well, I ask. Yeah, we'll do the same thing yeah, yeah. to Lee. <clears throat> uh, so we have fans from all, all types of motorsports that, that yeah. watch our show. Maybe they don't know who Paul is. What would you hope somebody that wasn't aware of his background or who he is, what would you hope they take away from this episode? Just that he's more than just a race car driver. You know, he's more than just a race car driver and he's more than just what he says on social media. You know, he's a lot more than that. So just that, you know. Hmm. Does he have to be liked by everybody? I don't think he wants to be liked by everybody. So definitely not. <laughs> yeah. Was okay. among, among the community at large, was Tony a love him or hate him kind of guy? Yes. My dad is definitely love him or hate him. Yes. I Pe- yeah. People either walk to him or mm-hmm. walk away, away from, from him. him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Why would people walk away? Because um, they just don't want to hear what he's going to say, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 I don't want to get into an argument. Yeah. Oh, so you're voting because you just know there's going to be some, some prodding. Or he's going to say something outrageous. Yeah. 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 And he enjoys that. Of course, yeah. There's nothing he loves more than That's saying something that completely offends somebody yes. and then turning his back and laughing as he walks away. Just like granddad. That's your dad. That's my dad. He did so. the same thing, right? They would just get into it and start to, just, just to start an argument. <laughs> That's and awesome. And then, I mean, I've known, I've known Tony like say things to people, right? And I and, and I say to him, well, why did you say, say that? that? <laughs> <laughs> why did you say that? He said, you tell them what they want to hear. Yeah, that's <laughs> what he said. <laughs> you tell them what they want to hear, whether it's true or not. What? <laughs> right? Kinda, kinda <laughs> that is it. just so perfect. I, I, yep, yeah. yep, I get it. Yep, I get yeah. it. When he won the Indy Lights Championship, the offers didn't just come pouring in for IndyCar, so Tony had to help fund a ride at Long Beach. Yes, in Dale Coyne's Rent-A-Wreck, <laughs> as they used to call it. <laughs> at least that's what Tony called it. Dale Don't hold Coyne's back. I want to hear about it. Dale <laughs> Coyne's Rent-A-Wreck. <laughs> he called it, right? So Yes, you, you, I think we had to put up, I forget now what it was, 50000 bucks or something, mm-hmm. you know. 
Now, you are clearly the business-savvy person of the family that has financial ideas that apparently the other two don't. Um, how do you feel about that idea of, hey, we're going to pour $50,000 into our kid who just won this big championship and nobody cared? Well, I don't know. I guess we just had to do it, right? You know, to get in that first race in Long Beach that I think the engine blew up, didn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know he yeah. didn't finish the race, right? Yeah. Because uh, something went wrong with the car. And then it wasn't but a few days later that he got the call from Roger. But there was no guarantee of that. You're a fairly sound person when it comes to money. To spend that kind of money, money. you're was, effectively putting I guess all it was of a your, gamble. Right. Right? How yeah. was that discussion before it happened? I don't think we even had a discussion. I don't I think, it think just in my family, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but well. I don't think in there, uh, there was ever any doubt in my family that he was going to be a championship race car driver. I mean, it, it was... So if you have... It was so natural. You know what I mean? Like, there was never anything else. Like, it just always seemed like it was just, just the natural yeah. progression. Like, the evolution of his racing was so natural. Right. You know, yeah. it almost seemed effortless although i know it wasn't but like from the outside looking in yeah. you would think it was completely effortless that he got there you know what i mean yeah because it was he's just a natural so if if there's a big sum of money to put in on a one-time chance to maybe help him break through it's not a, a should we shouldn't we debate it's something you, it's yeah. just it's just the next yeah. Thing. Yeah. 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 yeah yeah now how mad were you when that engine blew up since you're the one that keeps an eye on the books <laughs> I guess I was what you call disappointed, <laughs> you know. And it's I think I don't want to see you disappointed. Yeah. I'm guessing yeah. it's not yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's sitting there with a yeah. the checkbook, like tapping it with a That's pen. A, like, yeah. Huh, Dale Corn? Growing <laughs> up, who do you want to who do you want to make mad less, dad or mom? Who's yeah. going to be the worst? Who's going to give you the worst outcome? My dad. Really? Oh yeah. yeah okay. At this point, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 Waiting for a spot on an angled line Driving to the outside, waste my time Took my place high on a rise Look at them ants push away their prize But I'd be free as a bird in a Walmart park I'm proud to be just who I am Salute the flag just like Uncle Sam My Yankee do good without a dime Work for nothing in their overtime That'd be free as a bird In Walmart parking lot Payroll deductions for a 1K Matching contributions that they're never gonna pay Helping out the needy, helping out the poor They're working for nothing at that patriotic store But I'll be free as a bird in a Walmart parking lot Make a deal, sell a whole lot more Can I check your bag as you're walking out the door? There's more to plastic than debit card a damn good casket when the times get hard But I'll be free as a bird 
the Walmart parking lot. Jobs are scarce, they're hard to find. The kind of job that gives you peace of mind. Mom is gone and pops for sure. They went down the road to CEO. I got a plan that won't bring me down. I'm gonna burn that big store down, then I'll be free as a bird. The Walmart parking. Job that gives you peace of mind. I got a plan that won't bring me down. I'm gonna burn that big store down, then I'll be free as a bird in a Walmart parking lot. I'll be free as a bird in a Walmart parking lot. I'll be free as a bird. Walmart parking lot